for this coverage to result in obviously more coverage, some sort of sales, uh, brand awareness. When that stuff does start happening, you know, it'll just keep rolling. And that's, and that's what makes PR so important. Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I would also love to have you join us in our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. If you are looking for a place, a great community of creatives who are all raising their hands saying, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft, then this is the place for you. Go to dailycreativehabit.com and request to join the group, and we can't wait to have you there. Now for this week, I have a special guest, Brianna Sudden, and Brianna is a publicist. So if you've ever had questions about how exactly does PR work, and as a creative person, what should I be thinking of when it comes to public relations? Is it something that I can do on my own? Is it something I need to hire out? What's the point of it all anyway? And we've probably all heard that phrase that, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. Is that true? Well, I have an amazing conversation with Brianna and she shares what she does, how she does it, who she does it for, and it's really going to give you a great backdrop and understanding as far as public relations and what a public relations agency can do for you. And even if you're not at the stage right now where you need to hire somebody to do this, it's always great to be thinking about these things and figuring out how can I tell my story, how can I get my art, my creativity out there in front of the right people and keep it out there. Because it's not enough just to throw something out there once, say even on social media, or to send out an email directing people to your website. There needs to be ongoing storytelling. There needs to be ongoing publicity. So I know you're gonna enjoy this conversation and Brianna's an awesome person. You're gonna hear it in how we talk and how she she just explains again what she does and who she does it for. And uh, I was really fortunate to be able to sit down and talk with her for this episode. And again, even if you're not somebody who is in a position right now to be able to take advantage of her service, watch her, learn from her, and appreciate what she does. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Brianna Sudden. Well, Brianna Sudden, uh, I just want to say welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. I am really excited to talk with you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as well. So we got connected because uh, a bunch of episodes back, I had on Guy Stanley Faloche, and he was um, an amazing guest. I loved connecting with him, and you represent him, and um, I was just so grateful to be able to connect, be connected with you as well. And um, I'm excited now to dive into your story and get to know you a little bit more. So, but for the, the sake of the listeners today, why don't you give us just like a little snapshot of who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Brianna Sudan. I am founder and president of Sudan Public Relations, also known as Sudan PR. 
I've been in the PR industry uh, since I graduated college, which seems like a lifetime ago at this point. Um, but I started off in consumer tech PR and then eventually switched gears into fashion and home and then have worked across industries in basically everything, food and beverage, travel and hospitality, over-the-counter medications, until I finally decided to kind of take an even bigger step and last year opened up my own PR agency, which has been a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, but a lot of fun as well. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love that you were able to just take that leap and move forward for the next part of your story. Um, I'm curious, like, how did all this come about? Like, where was the the interest for you that started? Was it something that you knew early on when you were younger, kind of, that you even know what kind of PR is? Or, like, how does that, how does that <laughs> develop for you? You know what I mean? I'm curious. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went to college. Um, you know, for me, it was very difficult being 17 years old and you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. It was very nerve wracking for me. I was never one of those people who, since they were a kid, knew they wanted to be, you know, a doctor, a firefighter, an artist, whatever it is. I experimented with uh, forensics for a while. Then I thought, you know, I wanted to be a marine biologist. And then I looked into advertising. So I was kind of all over the place. Um, and when I went to college, my mom told me, just major in communications. It's something you're good at. You, you're a people person. You're very outgoing. There are multiple different ways and different industries you can work in with this degree. Why don't you go into that and give it a shot? Mm -hmm. And so for some background, my mom started off in advertising before she ended up switching gears. And we're very similar. So I thought, okay, why not? And then, of course... I took my first advertising class and completely hated it and was like, this is not for me. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so that kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. But once I took my first PR class, I absolutely fell in love. I loved my teacher. She was amazing. I loved everything we were learning. And I just knew it was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And then from that point, I was lucky enough to have a friend who was a little bit older than me and was already working at a big global PR agency. And she was able to get me an interview and I got hired as an intern and then kind of worked my way up from there. Mm. Yeah. Love that. And that you just keep, you kept leaning into things. It sounds like, um, and taking those next steps that you needed to. Um, I'm curious too, like what, can you describe what, you do on a day-to-day -day basis and like what that looks like? Cause I think a lot of people hear, you know, public relations and they think like, okay, well, mm -hmm. obviously it has to do with making connections with media and, and, you know, um, presenting yourself publicly, whether it's a, a company or, or, you know, an individual. Um, and then there's always that, you know, that phrase of like, you know, no PR is bad PR, you know, some people say that. Um, and so I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of like sometimes baggage, if you will, around it and, mm -hmm maybe misconceptions. So could you speak a little bit into that and like just bring some clarity to the conversation? Well, well it's funny you ask that question because a lot of people still have no idea what I do for, for work. <laughs> My parents have no idea what I do. They don't understand it. And I feel like I agree. There's definitely, 
this misconception about what PR actually is because there are so many different facets of it. Mm. So what I do specifically um, with my agency is we really focus on the bread and butter of PR, which is media relations. So every day I'm talking to journalists um, about my clients and trying to share their stories and make their stories compelling enough for these media to want to write about them. Or it's um, sending the media information on one of my client's products and sending them the products to test and then hopefully write a good review on. So I'm always constantly in communication with these journalists to not only build the awareness about my clients, but also to keep those relationships up with them as well. Um, you know, things have been a little bit different with COVID, but now that things are opening up and people are getting vaccinated and more comfortable going out, I can now take these media out to lunch, go get our nails done, get our hair done, chat with them, see what they're working on and figure out ways we can work together. So that's one of the main things that I do definitely on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, but other aspects of PR that my agency also offers is event planning. So if a client is looking to throw a, a small event, we can help them with the planning logistics, um, media invites, different things like that. Uh, We also do copywriting, which is a big part of PR. So helping clients update their bios, um, you know, writing press releases, different materials like that. Um, And then we also work on uh, strategic partnerships. So working with other brands to see how they can work with our clients and, and what relationships they can build there. And of course, there are many other aspects of PR, um, but those are the main things that I definitely do at my agency and a majority, I would say, of agencies do across the board. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that um, picture of, of, I think it brings more clarity for sure, because, you know, when people are thinking about this, they're always thinking about like, so how does this relate to me, right? <clears throat> How can this help me maybe in my situation? Right. Um, and and having a, a better picture of what it is that you do and really the connections that you make and the relationships you build. Um, I think that is is really helpful to see, okay, I, I understand the value now that you bring. Um, and so when when you go and and work with you know different types of people or organizations, what is it that you're looking for, or, or how does that actually even happen? Right? Does somebody come to you and say, "Hey, we need somebody, you know, we need some PR help, and we would love to work with you"? Or are you looking for other people? Is it a mix of both? It's definitely a mix of both. I mean, as they always say, it's all about who you know, right? Mm-hmm. So being in this industry for as long as I have, I've built up relationships with not only journalists and media, um, but colleagues as well with all the agencies I've worked at, as well as previous clients who I've worked with. So when I went off to start my own business, I was actually very surprised with how many contacts I'd built up throughout my career, because as soon as I reached out to my network, I was just flooded with a ton of responses Um, connecting me with other people, giving me leads. And that was so helpful when I, within the first few months that I started, because I had always worked for someone else. And while I had the tools to be able to start my own business and do my own thing, I didn't really know where to begin. So reaching into my network was a huge help. 
And once I was able to continue to build those connections, I was able to win some more, some of those clients. And then from there, I would go out and see what other industries I was interested in, look at other brands, see if they need PR and reach out to them that way. So it's definitely a mix of both. Um, but I think it's very, very important in this industry to keep up those relationships because you never know when you're going to need them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's funny that you say, you know, you, you probably were in that category that most of us fall into where you don't realize like the, the wealth of, um, your network and, and exactly how far reaching that is, because when you're in it day to day, you're not really thinking about that. Um, but then when you're in a situation where like, you know, you said you're starting your own thing, all of a sudden that comes into play where you sit down and you start to analyze and go, Oh, like, wow. Yeah, actually I do know a lot of people and I have had a lot of experiences that can now be helpful in this new context. Right. Exactly. I mean, I had, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend reach out to me hmm. and say, Hey, someone said you started your own business. I have a friend that is looking for PR. Can, can I link you up and can you guys have a discussion? So I was very, it was very interesting to see how far those connections really went as well as, you know, how long I've had them. I started hearing from people when I was an intern or an account coordinator and very junior um, so it was, it was definitely nice to reconnect with them, um, and realize that, you know, in this industry, it really is all about who, you know, and, and the importance of keeping up those connections to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, the thing that pushed you to say you wanted to start your own business? Well, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't really a choice for okay. me. Um, so Backtracking a little bit. So throughout my career, I've worked at some of the top global agencies there have been, um, and there currently are. I started off in Weber Shandwick. Um, I moved over to Edelman, and then I moved over to Golan. And I loved what I did. I loved working on these huge clients, but I was so exhausted mm -hmm. and just so worn down because working at those big global agencies, yes, you have access to all of these amazing opportunities. So I was constantly traveling and, and working on these huge events and meeting celebrities. But to that point, it was also so exhausting because I was working weekends, I was working late nights, and I just didn't have any time for me. So I took a step back and ended up taking a position at a smaller boutique agency that I wasn't really sure about, but I knew it would give me more of a set nine to six schedule so I could go home and spend time with my family and have a social life. And then of course I was there for about nine months and the pandemic hit and the company had to let go quite a few of its employees. And I unfortunately was one of those employees. I was one of the newest. And I think it was, in my opinion, it was an easy choice for them. Mm. So that was something that was really difficult for me that I struggled with and especially starting my own agency, it was something that I didn't know if I really wanted to talk about because for me, it was, it was a sad time. It was embarrassing. It was a little, I felt a little bit shameful at the time and I didn't really know how to process what had happened and realize that, Hey, it's not my fault. I'm still really good at my job and I can pick myself up and, and be better from this. So yeah. once I kind of took a step back and realized 
that, hey, you know, I can do this. I figured, I don't know, I figured out how to start my own business. I knew people who had run their own businesses or who are independent contractors. I reached out for them, to them for advice. Um, because like I said before, I didn't really know where to start or what to do. Um, so while it wasn't necessarily my first choice, it was kind of a result of these, the series of events that had happened so quickly. Um, it, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, you always hear that people love working for themselves rather than working for another corporation. And that's true because you can make your own schedule. You can, you know, decide what the rules are and you, you have your own freedom to pick and choose what clients you want to take on, who you want to work with, who you want to hire. Um, and you can really take this company and make it something that's your own. Um, so it's been a journey for me. Um, that started off a little bit sad and then has gotten more exciting as it goes. And it's, it's definitely pushed me to be a better PR professional because I've had to learn some of these things as I've gone with starting the business. Um, but, it, but it's definitely something I don't regret. And I'm, I'm definitely not looking back. I'm going to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that part of your journey. Uh, I know that that's difficult and it, it can feel very personal. And um, the thing is, you know, it's funny. I think there's more stories like that. And I think what you described as far as, you know, when initially happens, there is that kind of shame or that kind of like embarrassment of like, uh, like, I don't really want to deal with this myself, let alone, you know, talk about this in public. Um, but mm-hmm. the the thing that I found, like, because my, my story was similar in that, you know, I was in a staff position and then there was, you know, uh, kind of a building program thing and budget cuts or whatever, and they dissolved my position. And, you know, I was thinking like, oh, okay, I would ease into my own you know, business and kind of go part-time, you know, had all these plans, of course, and then that never, never (laughs) works out. Right. Um, And it was more like you get shoved out of the nest and it's like, learn how to fly. Uh, And those are the moments where you, you would never choose that, but that does something in you and for you that would never happen otherwise. Um, And so I hear that in your story and, and I appreciate you being able to share that for sure. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that's, of course, still hard for me to think about because it was such a scary time in my life. I, I live in New York City. I had, I've never been fired or let go from a job ever. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time where I was kind of really panicking. And it was also the beginning of the pandemic. So the city was shutting down. There was a mandated quarantines. We were scared to go outside. There were all of these outside forces that were coming at me at the same time. So, you know, it was something that was definitely hard for me to work through, but now I've realized that it's a big part of my story. It's how I got to where I am today. And I wouldn't be a PR professional if I didn't, (laughs) if I didn't tell the truth about my story. (laughs) So I've just, I've definitely learned to accept it and it's a part of who I am and it's a part of what makes my story, you know, something special. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it gives people a place to resonate with with you and say, oh, okay. Like somebody may be listening right now and they're like, you know, I totally, totally understand that. I've been there. Or I feel that. Maybe I'm there right now. Mm-hmm. And you've offered them some hope and you've offered them, um, 
you know, and, and access to you and your story that, uh, that helps them, you know, and it creates a bond. I, so. I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's so common. So mm-hmm. many people lost their jobs amid COVID. I had so many friends reach out to me saying, you know, I'm, I'm so nervous. I just lost my job. I, I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice? And we kind of, you know, formed our own little support group and, and we would talk to each other every day and just give each other those words of encouragement. Um, and, you know, if we saw a job description that we thought was a fit for the other person, we would send it to them. Um, and, you know, we, I know there are so many other people that, you know, went through that same experience and might still be going through that experience. So I think it's important for people to know that, you know, don't give up, just keep trying because eventually everything will, will all work out. You just have to be a little bit patient. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's always more to come and you're proof of that, you know, you took what was, was kind of thrown at you and you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this work. And, and you have, and you're, I love seeing just how you're thriving in your lane right now. And, um, just the, the, the clientele that you have and the opportunities that you afford them, um, you know, I'm like, wow, that's, it's really incredible. Uh, and I applaud you. Thank for that. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I also try to pull back, you know, and, and look at my skill sets as well, because I know what I can provide to these clients and working at these large agencies for years and years, you learn to be really scrappy. Mm-hmm. You learn to say that no is never an option. If something's not working, you have to take a step back and figure it out. So I think that's why my clients are so happy is because if they say, hey, I want to be in this publication and I reach out to a certain amount of journalists and they keep saying, no, it's not a fit. I take a step back and I say, okay, why is it not a fit? How can we, you know, work together to to make this story work? Or, you know, they they want to have an event at this place and they're all blocked. Okay, how can I take a step back and find a similar venue that still gives them what they want and is within their time frame? So I think that's definitely what makes me a little bit unique is just really working hard to basically give my clients what they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it shows. It shows for sure. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm curious too. Like, so you have a lot of artists in your roster. And I do. How did that come about? It kind of fell on my lap, actually. Um, I've grown up around art my entire life. Um, when my mom switched her careers from advertising, she started her own photography business and was a professional photographer for years um, and is still an artist in chosen galleries. We've always been friendly with other artists. We know a lot of gallery owners. So it's something that I've been around forever. Um, So when I started my own agency, I just started having some of those connections come up to me and Guy, Stanley Felosha was one of them saying, hey, I'm really looking for a publicist. I've known you for a long time. I, you know, I want to work with you and see where this goes. And then as I started working with one, then that, then that person would tell another artist and it just kind of built up from there. So while my agency does work across quite a few industries, um, arts and artists is definitely the biggest chunk right now. Mm. What is it about 
the like what kind of PR does does the artist really need? Like maybe somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, okay, like so I'm an artist and I have not really thought about the idea of PR. Um, where would I even begin to think about like what is it that I should be looking at or thinking about? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, it really depends on on the artist. You know, there's there's so many artists in this world and it's really hard for emerging and upcoming artists to stand out from some of those bigger names that are already out there. Um, so for some of those more upcoming and emerging artists, what I say is it's really important to get your name known in the location that you are. So I currently have an upcoming artist that is based in St. Louis. And so my tactics for him is really focusing on that St. Louis media, as well as other regional media where he is either in art fairs, having an exhibition, um, having his art displayed somewhere, whatever it is, really focusing to build up that regional coverage first to get his name well known in those communities and then building it up more nationally, which has been very successful for him. Mm. Um, some of my other artists that are more well-known, I try to focus on um, some of their, their work. So for instance, I have a, a client who's a, who's a sculptor and he has a lot of installations throughout New York City. So whenever he has a new installation, I make sure to do a huge media push locally to get all that good local coverage. And then as well as to those art focused outlets and more national outlets around his overall story. This man has a very interesting story about how he got into sculpting and that's been very successful. Um, and then of course you have someone like Guy who is spending all this, this money to buy all these, all this art from these emerging and local artists. And I mean, that's a story in itself. And, yeah. and I know, you know, he talked about that on his podcast and that just completely blew up. So I think it's really working with your client to figure out what's going on with them, what their background is, what events they have upcoming, what's unique about their work, and finding those important information nuggets to really pitch out to media and get that interest. Mm. Yeah. So it's interesting because you you mentioned the you know like the story piece, right? And is there a a way that you help draw that out of somebody, right? Because obviously if you don't know somebody has a specific thing that's part of their story, you don't know to be able to include that in in, in your pitches and in kind of the, the story angles. So is there something that you walk people through to say like, what are the major points of, or maybe what's something interesting that we can focus on? Of course, whenever I sign on a new client, I always tell them that we have to have um, an introductory session. So whether it's an hour, two hours, five hours, I'll sit down with them, whether in person, over the phone, on Zoom, and just listen to their story. I want to know their background, uh, their pieces, their series, what they're working on. And then from there, we have a conversation and I'm able to pull out some of that key information. So if they say something interesting, I'll pull back and say, hey, can you elaborate on this a little bit more? I think this will be a really unique angle for media. And then coming from that meeting, I'll have a whole list of ideas 
of different pitch angles that I would like to move forward with. And then I put together a full media strategy and how I think they, they fit in there. Um, they take a look at it. We'll kind of work together on it. And then that'll be our, our instruction manual for, for our contract to follow. Um, and of course, if other things pop up, we'll put them in there as well. But that initial meeting and getting all that information really helps shape those, those pitches and, and that outreach to media. Mm. Is, th- is there a certain like time factor that's involved or how do you know, like if something part of a story or something has run its course that you've been pitching it and maybe it's been getting some media attention that, you know, it's time to kind of like change the channel, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a, a few parts to that. I mean, the, the first obvious part is that media just don't want to write about it anymore. Um, I think that's the big indicator that, you know, a story is a little bit overdone. Um, and you can see that over the past year with all these COVID related stories, um, which I think now upcoming as the vaccines happening, then the next year or so, those will kind of fade away a little bit and we'll come back to more of those non COVID stories that we had obviously beforehand. Um, so I think media interest is a big one. And also you want to make sure you're doing your clients due diligence to be able to portray them in the best light and get as much positive information about them out there. So even if you're working on one pitch and you kind of think it's run its course, um, what I like to do is I'll just go to the client directly and say, look, we've been pitching this for a few months now. We've gotten a lot of great coverage from it, but I think at this point it's time to switch gears to this topic um, because it's just as important. It's more timely for this time frame. Um, we can still pitch the other one a little bit, but I want to shift the focus. And typically they're, they're okay with that um, because every client has so, so much to offer. So I want to make sure that each part of their story is being shared. Um, and that also is what ties into the media strategy as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's very tactical, very organizational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it varies for each client. Sure. Yeah. I, but, I, you know, I love that you're you're providing a framework for people, especially creative people like that, you know, artists. Typically, that's not in a skill set that, that they have or, you know, like I could speak for myself, you know, <laughs> um, the whole <laughs> researching aspect, the whole like maybe strategy piece to some degree. Um, and even having somebody to look into their story, look into their work and say, oh, I see things that maybe you don't see because you're too close to them. And here's how we can use that to, to put that out before people and help them get to know who you are and what you do better, you know? Exactly. And, and some of these artists as, as well have never had the PR before yeah. and don't really understand how it works. Um, you know, or, or what benefits are going to get from it. So I find, especially with my artist clients, um, I have to be very, very transparent with what I'm doing, why, why it works and why media are reacting a certain way. Um, but then once they kind of get used to everything, then, then it gets a lot easier and they, they trust me. They're like, okay, this is what you think will work. Go ahead, do it. Um, 
you know, but they'll also come to me and say, well, I really want to focus on this. I'll say, great, we'll switch gears. Um, so it's all about that good relationship with the client, constant communication with them, making sure they're aligned with what you're doing, happy with the coverage. And if they're not taking a step back, seeing how you can switch gears and move forward. Mm, yeah. What, what's the criteria for somebody for you, like to say, okay, this person is a good fit for me to work with? Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that before. Um, I mean, for me, I, I consider myself a generalist. So I work with clients across a variety of industries. Uh, I, I work with a lot of small businesses, which I actually love because you get more one-on-one -on -one time with the client versus if you work on a larger client and there's a bigger team it kind of filters through all of these channels. So I like to work with small business clients who just love what they do and they just want to get their story out there. They're not concerned about, you know, getting 500 placements. They want to get the right story in the right outlet. And if that's one placement a month versus, you know, 10, then that's fine. Um, so really having a client that understands the importance of, of the quality of the article versus quantity, if that makes sense, yeah. because so many clients, I feel like just want to keep having, you know, coverage after coverage after coverage run, but the pieces aren't of that high quality that it doesn't make as big of an impact as if you have one amazing feature story that really tells their story, why they're great and, you know, why people should buy their product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I suppose that then for the person who's the client, let's say like some of these artists, they're getting a front row seat to see the, the quality of your work and, and it's proven track record when they start getting more opportunities, more sales and things of that nature. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's the goal. So the goal is for this coverage to result in obviously more coverage, some sort of sales, uh, brand awareness, different things like that. And while sometimes that may take time, when that stuff does start happening, you know, it'll just keep rolling. And that's, and that's what makes PR so important. You know, it's basically free advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, 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 I've been seeing that all along with Guy because I feel like I'm like, man, every time I turn around, he's someplace else. He's like, you know, <laughs> in Vanity Fair and he's on, you know, the, the local news channel. He's on, you know, Entertainment Tonight or whatever, like all these different places. And I know mm -hmm. that that's your work and your connections, your relationships. And, and um, you know, it's awesome just to see that unfold and continue to unfold. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the reason why we're even having this conversation, the reason why I even got introduced to Guy was because of your work with him being, I, I remember this very clearly. I saw a very quick news clip uh, on local, you know, New York news here. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, an interview with Guy and the story caught my attention because it was talking about him buying art from other artists in the COVID time. And I was like, whoa, I was like, I like this guy's art and his aesthetic, but I also love that angle of his heart and wanting to give back. And I was like, I need to figure out who this guy is. And so I Googled him really quickly and then came across his website, uh, I think his Instagram and reached out to him. And then the rest is history, of course. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's that stuff that 
had that not happened, had he not worked with you, had you not, you know, had those connections and, and put that work in for him, um, then all these other things wouldn't have happened. So it's just uh, proof right there of, of how the, how it works, you know? And that's what separates, you know, PR from advertising, right? So yeah. advertising, you're paying to promote yourself. You're paying for this, you know, $10,000 one page spread in a magazine to promote your business and who you are. Whereas PR is seen like a little bit more of a trusted source because these media and influencers are coming out and saying, Hey, this product is really cool. You should check it out. So it's a little bit more personable and authentic versus paying X amount of money for this ad. So I also think that's why, you know, PR is so important. People trust it a little bit more. Yeah. There's also a thing, something that people have to wrap their heads around when thinking about this, at least in, in the beginning, that they're actually looking for these things. You know, the media is looking for mm -hmm. stories and opportunities. And it's not like you're just pestering people to be like, hey, <laughs> run my story or feature my, you know, right. my thing, whatever. Um, but, you know, and obviously there needs to be a connection there and it needs to make sense. Um, but I think so many times people on the front end, you know, at least certain people can think like, oh, I'm trying to strong arm somebody to do something that they don't want to do. And therefore it's making me feel kind of weird about it. Um, and then I can't fully show up the way I need to for it. Um, so it just becomes this weird kind of like cyclical event, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I get emails all the time from journalists saying, hey, I'm working on a story about you know, Cinco de Mayo cocktails. Do you have any cocktail recipes from a client you can send me? Um, you know, different things like that. So, you know, that's something that builds up those relationships and you know there's a need for some of these stories. Mm. Is there something that like maybe somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I am not at that level where I need to hire somebody to do PR, but I know that I need to do something, right? Is there something more mm -hmm. like grassroots, if you will, uh, suggestions maybe that you could give someone, you know, pretty basic or simple, just at least to get them thinking on that path and, and experiencing some of what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, PR obviously takes time. So if it's something that they don't have the money to hire someone for. I mean, first step is to just do a Google search, see what media are writing about. You know, if, if you are a, a liquor company, let's say you're, you're a gin brand and you're just starting up and you don't really have any coverage and no one really knows who you are yet, just do a Google search on who you consider your competitors, see who's writing about them, what the stories look like. Um, and then take a step back and say, okay, what's special about my product? Um, what makes it unique? What makes it stand out from these companies? And then create a storyline around what that is and go to those articles that the media are writing, see if you can get the media contact information, reach out to them and say, hey, saw you wrote about XYZ Gin, um, just wanted to share our product, why we think it's great. Um, you know, would love to work with you on something and see what see what happens. I think it would be a lot of a lot of cold outreach um, if that's something they want to start. And then as they start to build up their sales and have more money for a PR budget, they can then go and hire that that PR professional because they already have those connections and it'll be a lot quicker and more seamless process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think probably most people, even as you've laid that out and you've given specific steps, right? 
there are a lot of people who are going to be like, uh, uh, that sounds like too much work, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I feel <laughs> That's lost. That's what they hire that. us for. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is great. And I think people should. Right. Um, but I think some people feel like they get stuck in this place of like, you know, I know I need to do something. I don't know that I can do it necessarily. I don't know that I can afford it, you know, somebody else. Uh, and, and they just kind of get stuck in this place. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that through our conversation, they're realizing the value of what you do. And even if, it's really early for them in the process. They can at least start thinking about the benefits of it and start thinking about what they would want. Um, and even imagine like, okay, maybe it's not now, but maybe it's six months from now or a year from now, if they, if they were mm -hmm. able to hire you or someone like you, what is it that they would want that to look like? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I hope they, they get some, some good suggestions from this conversation and feel a little bit, know, inspired about PR and how important it is. I will say I have two clients currently that had never had PR before, were really unsure of it, you know, didn't really want to pay someone to do it for them, but they didn't really know where to start. And since working with me, they've been very happy. They've learned the process. They understand why people pay PR professionals to do what they do, because we've been getting them coverage. And they've been very happy. So I definitely think if there are companies out there that aren't really sure, reach out to a PR professional, just have a conversation, you know, see what, see what they would provide, what you would be getting for what you're paying and just have that open conversation. If it's something that you're not looking to do right now, at least you have that information. So when you are ready, you can reach back out and say, okay, I know we spoke six months ago, a year ago. Um, you know, we're finally in a position where we're ready to do some PR, you know, let's see what happens. And, you know, some agencies might even give a short-term contract just to test it out to, you know, see how it goes. Um, you know, typically my contracts are one year, but sometimes with more with those clients who have never done PR and are really unsure about it, I will do, you know, a three month or six month contract. They can feel it out, see how it goes. And then if they're happy with everything, we can move forward with it. And, you know, luckily enough, they've all been happy and we've been able to extend the contract. So I definitely think that's a tribute to, you know, the importance of PR. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I love that you have that flexibility to work with people where they're at and understanding that different people need a little more, you know, some people need more assurance of the process and a little mm -hmm. more time to, to feel comfortable, you know? Of course. And, you know, you're hiring my agency to help you with your business and help you make more money and sell more products. So of course we want to make you feel as comfortable as possible because you are our client. We are working for you. So if there's something you're not happy about, I always encourage open communication so we can, address it and, and change gears if we have to. And, and it seems to be working out very well so far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This has been so awesome. I love the insights that you shared and the process. And um, again, I think really highlighting the value of PR and what you do and how it can benefit uh, the people who are listening right now that it's getting wheels turning. You know, I'm sure that there's going to be some, some more research that happens as a result of this conversation. And uh, I'm excited about that because I know it's going to be helpful for people, you know? So one last question I want to ask you, and um, it would be, what is something that someone gave you as far as maybe advice uh, 
that you continue to go back to and maybe want to share with somebody else right now? And that could be for PR or could just be even for creating your own business life, you know, stuff in general, <laughs> whatever advice that maybe comes to mind <laughs> that you're like, you know what, this has been, this has been really beneficial. I want to pass it along to somebody else. One piece of advice, um, I would definitely say that I I've received is, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. And that's something that I've always held myself to a very, very high standard when it came to school, when it comes to my job and my career. So if there's even a, a slight mistake or inconvenience, I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, which doesn't always help. So I definitely learned over the years and especially in PR where you never know when there's going to be a crisis. You can wake up one morning with a list of to-dos and then within a half hour, there's 10 other things that come up that you need to really rearrange your day and figure things out. So it's definitely important that I say, don't be too hard on yourself. Mistakes happen. Life happens. Um, you know, it doesn't make you any less great at your job or what you're doing. Um, so I definitely think that's something important is just to, to take a step back, realize, you know, hey, I'm running my own business. I'm doing a great job. Or, you know, hey, I just published this, this book and, and it's really amazing. So just taking that step back and, and looking at all the major accomplishments you've been making versus, you know, that one small mistake, um, that, that'll really better you as a professional. Mm. Yeah, that is that is a great insight for sure. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of people right now because we definitely need to be just extending more grace to ourselves. Um, we're always the toughest with ourselves. We treat ourselves in ways that we would never treat other people, you know, um, mm -hmm. for sure. And so. especially living in New York, it's so fast paced here. Mm -hmm. So yeah. some days I'll sit down and be like, oh, I only got, you know, this amount of pitches out versus, you know, I should be getting this amount. And it's just taking a step back and saying, Hey, you know, I'm spending time to make sure these, these pitches are really perfect and I'm tailoring them to each editor to, you know, ensure that they're interested and they don't feel like they're just getting uh, an email blast you know, that takes time. So it's yeah. okay that, you know, I got less done today than I did yesterday. So it's, yeah. it's, it's the little wins that you have to be able to celebrate. Absolutely. Totally, totally agree. So where can people find you? How can they maybe reach out to you if they're interested now and in saying, hey, I want to hire you? Sure. Um, so my website is sudenpr.com. Um, I can be reached by email at brianna.sudin at sudenpr.com or any of my social channels, which are at sudenpr. Awesome. I'll be sure to put some of those in the show notes, make it easy for people. And I am encouraging everyone right now to make sure that they keep tabs with you and further dive into just the, the clients that you have and the work that you're doing um, so that they can, again, continue to see just the, the amazing work you're doing and the benefit uh, and maybe even how it can help them today. That sounds great. And, you know, even if any listeners aren't looking for PR right now, I'm always happy to have conversations with any up and coming PR professionals who have questions or any businesses who are looking to get into PR and just aren't sure what the next step is, um, I'm always available to, to talk. Awesome. That's gracious of you. And I thank you for that. So thank you so much for our time today, Brianna. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It was great speaking with you. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, 
leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others. 